The most interesting, though, was Gary Heidman because he had so many facets to his case. Not only was he a sadistic murderer and having women chained in his basement, but he had 148 IQ. All the money in the world, he made like 600,000 on Crazy Eddie stock, ironically. Driving a Rolls Royce and a Cadillac. He, and, and he was a minister of his own church. He was a bishop, an ordained bishop. I've been practicing exclusively in criminal law for 40 years. I can't believe it's 40 years, but it is. And uh, I like to get involved in, in just about everything that goes on. I like to stay active and hit the gym every day. And uh, I guess that's about it. Chuck, so I'm going to dive right into it. I mean, when you think criminal law in Philadelphia, you think you think Chuck Peruto, I'd say first. I mean, some people could argue maybe Brian McMonagall, Fortunato Perry, other great criminal defense attorneys. But you probably have the biggest brand, biggest name, and consistently represented the most high-profile cases in Philadelphia in the five surrounding county area that I could ever think of, right? So that makes you a huge leader in your criminal area. Because I know other lawyers look up to you. I talk to young other criminal attorneys. Like, I want to be like Chuck Peruto. What is your role right now? And how are you helping the other criminal offense attorneys? Well, I, if, if I were to advise young lawyers, and I have, I've spoken to them many times, I would say the most important thing you could do is pick up your phone. When that phone rings and you just don't feel like talking, you, you're, you're making a big mistake because when you let it go to the voicemail, somebody from the prison might be calling or somebody might be calling with an emergency and they're gonna call somebody else. You, you gotta hustle every day in this business. Pick up the phone. Your clients just wanna hear from you. They wanna talk to you. Even if you don't have anything to tell them, they want to hear from you. So Chuck, you know I don't talk politics on this show. We've been knowing each other for many years now. I just don't discuss it with anyone. But here's a question for you. Is crime up or down in Philadelphia? I'm hearing all these different messages. It's up, it's down, it's crazy down there. What's the deal, Chuck? No one knows better than you. Well, I'd like to be a know-it-all, but the true answer is nobody knows. There are so many crimes that go unreported and unprosecuted right now. You don't know. The statistics are lying to us. Uh, when there's a fight on the street and they break it up because they don't have the manpower to take everybody in and they just let everybody go, that's not going to be reported. Would normally be an aggravated assault or a simple assault. When you have a burglary where the lady says, well, I don't really want to prosecute him because I know his mother. That's a burglary, but you're not going to hear about it. When you have shootings where the police are so thin that they can't go out and solve them because they're undermanned. You're not going to read about these statistics. So when you see columns, robberies, shootings, rapes, etc., the, the statistics are lying to us right now, and that's a terrible thing. Well, you know, Chuck, it's funny you bring that up, and I, you're always in the news somehow, right? I mean, if you're not, in, you own other businesses, you're successful. I got to ask this question, I'm, I'm, and we're not going to talk politics. I heard a rumor that you're thinking about running for DA in Philadelphia, and if it's true, I got to state this. Why would you? You're successful, you're 60 something years of age, you're, you've done everything, you own a construction company, you have a beautiful house down Island, you have a beautiful young wife, you just recently got married. Why would you sign up to be district attorney of one of the largest cities in the country? Well, I'm hearing that question a lot for the last couple of days, ever since an article appeared in Philadelphia Magazine. I can tell you that uh, I don't have, as crazy as it sounds, and I'm not gonna talk like a politician because this is the wrong thing to say. 
But the truth is, I don't have a burning desire to be district attorney. I have a tremendous desire to unseat Larry Krasner, who's harming my city. If he wins the Democratic nomination for Philadelphia DA, I'm going to be there as a Republican to face him in November. And he's going to wish I did it because I'm just going to crush him. If we have a better opponent, that is someone who unseats him in the Democratic nomination, I'm not going to run because it's not about me being the DA. It's about Krasner not being the DA. Okay, so, and I get that point of it, right? But my question to you is still why? Why? I mean, you, I know you're a Philadelphia born and bred person, just like me. You love Philadelphia. Anyone that sees you, you're always out at Rittenhouse Square. You're easy to get a hold of. You're a personal person. Why? why? I mean, I know you don't like Larry Krasner, but is there a certain thing that you see that you're just like, I got to make a change to him? The answer is, is easy. I'm 65 years old. And I would love to leave a legacy for my grandchildren. I want them to be proud that for four years, I did something good for the city. And it only has to be four years because I wanted to straighten out the DA's office. It had tremendous unity. They really was, was, was a great group for the last 40 years of, of my practice, the last 38 years, let's say, of my practice. It was the camaraderie there was great. It was a great law firm. And you enjoy the competition as a defense lawyer. When you beat the better DAs, you get a better thrill. Now there's no competition over there. They're, they're hiring these people from Yale and Harvard. They can't get two sentences together. So I, I think what I'm going to do is restore that law firm because the DA's office is a law firm. Well, let's talk about your law firm because other attorneys I've talked to and other businesses, most businesses, unless you have someone that I just think is high as a kite, that's good. If you're in the food delivery business or the trucking business, yes, business is booming. But for most people, business is not booming right now. And that's what this shows you about moving your show forward. Has your law firm, has, has it been impacted by this, Chuck? I mean, you're the biggest name in criminal offense. I'm assuming even you've been impacted by it. Law firm hasn't been impacted. I have been impacted personally because I don't want my staff to come in. And I'm answering the phones. I'm doing my own typing. I'm trying to get things done. Emergency bail petitions, uh, violations of probation, get them out uh, from their detainer. Uh, it's been nerve-wracking for me. I'm, I'm working more and and accomplishing less because I don't have the staff. But it, other than that, I mean, really, nothing's going to slow down. And you always have your inmates calling from prison who are scared to death right now. Get me out of here because they don't want to be in a large group. No doubt. But is the phone with new clients ringing as much? Because I'm hearing from criminal defense attorneys, the phone's not ringing much with new cases right now throughout Philadelphia, Bucks County. Is that accurate for you, even you? So far, I haven't noticed any change. You're, you're going to get about five to six new clients a day. And that really hasn't changed. What has changed is nobody's getting a court date. They're, they're giving these what was called control dates of a date where you know the courts are closed and then it just gets rolled again. And honestly, I don't know what these judges are going to do because judges who had 60 cases on their list for forever all year round are now going to have 100 maybe 150 cases on their list for the next several months because the longer this these courts are closed, the more backlog it's going to be. Chuck, you're a relationship person. You're an in-person type of person. I think you'd agree to that. You're very charismatic. You have an outgoing personality. Have you had to pivot and start changing to technology more and saying, I'm going to meet people through Zoom, teleconferences? 
Are you are you using technology more now than you were three weeks ago? Yeah. Oh, actually, I didn't use it at all three weeks ago. Now I'm using it every day because you have to meet with other lawyers who have multiple defendant cases with you, and everybody's got to pool their ideas. And sometimes we break up the discovery. That is, all right, you handle this witness, I'll handle that witness, and you want to break it down. And you, the only way to meet is on the computer. And believe it or not, you can get things done, but it raises the question of how secure they are because we don't want people hearing about our meetings. These are tactical meetings, they're defense meetings, and we just could hope they're secure. We announce at the beginning of every meeting that this is attorney-client privilege, and if anybody's listening, it's illegal. But how do you stop it? Yeah, I mean, definitely different times for a criminal attorney compared to some other attorneys out there. Chuck, you know, you're a member of the community, you're a leader in the community. What are you seeing when you go out in the community? Are people social distancing down there in Philadelphia? Are people still hanging out? Are they going to the park at Rittenhouse Square? I mean, I think you have a dog, correct, Chuck? I think, can you tell me what you're seeing from the community and what's the community's feel down there? Do they feel safe? Are they scared? Well, a combination of every day, you know, you gotta walk your dog and I wanna get out of the house. So I walk my dog to Rittenhouse Square Park, which is a block away. And I see people, they are social distancing. For the most part, you're always gonna have 10 or 12 kids at Rittenhouse Square Park that are right on top of one another. And you look at them like, how stupid can you walk? You, you, you gotta, and, and people do yell at them. They yell over and they give them the finger, et cetera. You're always gonna have that. And that's just, you know, that's just human beings. But for the most part, you see masks, you see people distancing, but, what is annoying, and these are my friends doing this, you get a text, we're all gonna meet at so-and-so's house for a party. Why? Why does anybody wanna have like a speakeasy type party or a, or a, a house party when one person could have it? You gotta be smart about this thing. We're all getting antsy, but you're gonna prolong this thing by, having, by, doing, by breaking the law, really. Have you heard about speakeasies being open down this city like I have? Have you heard that? So I might have any names or anything like that, but have you heard about bars being open to speakeasy, letting 10 to 15, 20 locals in? It's funny. If you asked me this question 30 minutes ago, I would say, no, I haven't heard of it. But I just got a bust in West Philadelphia where they raided a place that was a speakeasy. And normally, under normal circumstances, especially from everything you read, they would just, they would send everybody home with a warning and, and, and break it up. They arrested everybody. It's probably going to be on the news sooner or later. Uh, they arrested 12 people, which is very a lot of people because they arrested the patrons. Usually they let them go and, and arrest whoever's running it, but they arrested everybody. I mean, that's just crazy times. I mean, Chuck, here's a question for you. What are you doing to stay in front of your clients right now and put them at ease? I'm assuming a lot of your clients are either in jail or out on bail. And what are you doing to stay in front of them and communicate to them? Because I'm assuming they're scared. Well, what I do and what I tell every lawyer's group that I ever address, answer your phone. Clients want to be in touch with you. When that phone rings, answer it. An answering machine is your enemy. You're alienating your clients every time it goes to an answering machine. When a client calls from prison, he gets such a short window to talk to you. If you don't answer the phone, he's disappointed. When you answer the phone, he's elated. And he's going to tell the next guy, well, my lawyer picked up the phone and they're all in jail together. So it's just smart business. And I tell young lawyers, never get too big for your britches. 
you answer that phone until you're 90. Chuck, what do you think the biggest challenge down there is for law firms right now? What do you think the biggest challenge? I think the biggest challenge is getting your cases disposed of once this ends. Because where are you going to go first? You're going to have cases in Chester County and Bucks County and all over the place. You're going to be, I mean, we're going to have some 12-hour days coming up once this ends because we're going to have to, we're going to have to divide ourselves in half and be two places at once. Do you think people get better deals because of the backlog of the court system? Do you think they get harsher sentences? It's funny you brought that up. I think there's no way they're going to get a harsher sentence. Uh, they're going to get deals. They're going to be giving out deals because the court system can't afford to give everybody a trial right now. They can't afford to, to give the right deal, which would be under normal circumstances. They're going to have to clear these cases out and say, okay, would normally be six months. I'm going to give you probation because we just can't put, we can't, the, the jails are going to burst. So I think it's a good time uh, for the defendant, although I'm not recommending to go out and commit a crime because uh, that's, it's still going to have a criminal record. Now, Chuck, here's a question for you. Everyone seems to be a little slower with new inbound leads, not you, which is lucky for you, but not as much volume happening. Are you working on anything on your business you normally wouldn't typically be working on? Maybe any processes, procedures, or are you just business as usual, working every day the same as always? Uh, it's sort of, like I said, it, it's being absent as staff is very, very difficult. It's really, it slows you down. You work more and you, you produce less. Uh, but business is going on. I mean, in my business, in criminal defense, uh, there's really no slowing down because even if there's less arrests out there and there's less people out there, a lot of people, a lot of crimes are not committed outdoors. I mean, a lot of your fraud cases, your, your mortgage fraud, especially you got a lot of those, uh, charity frauds. I have a lot of those. Uh, it, it, it's, it's not going to slow down. I, I don't think it's ever going to slow down. Well, Chuck, thank you for being on the show. I got a shirt for you, a digital line shirt here. I'm going to send it out to you. You built one hell of a career, and your grandchildren will be proud of you no matter what after what you accomplished, whether you become our next day or not. I'm happy to call you a friend. Everyone, you heard Chuck Frudo. Answer your phone. Keep working on your business. Keep doing what you have to. The digital line is out. Thank you, everyone. Well, while this is going on, answer your phone. Get on things like Zoom. Get, get active where you're communicating with people without touching them. You, 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 there, there's ways of doing it. I'm communicating with you right now and your viewers are watching you. The, the bottom line is you can't just sit on your laurels. For the most part, criminal defense lawyers are one man or one woman and one backup staff secretary. I understand you can't afford to pay your secretary when you're not working. The, the government is helping you out on that. But that doesn't mean you have to slow up. You, there's always ways of pounding the pavement. And the biggest thing I am a proponent of is answer that telephone. Get out there, be seen. And when courts do open again, every case you got to be prepared for. And when you're in that courtroom, there's people watching. You put your best foot forward every single day because the best compliment to a good argument is when somebody asks you for your business card. If nobody asks you for your card, you stink. You stunk up the courtroom and you didn't do your job every day. I don't want to hear these young lawyers tell me about how the night before they went out and they're so hungover. 
then you're an idiot. I don't even want to talk to you. You're an idiot. People trusted you with their case. They could have gone to any number of people and they went to you. And you want to go out the night before and party? You're a buffoon. 